All right, Sean Hannity Show. Glad you're with us. Hour 2, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Day 54, Joe Biden abandoning Americans, their families, thousands of uh, green card holders eligible to live here, their families, Afghan allies, all abandoned. And, you know, we're, we're coming on 40 days that Joe has not even mentioned them, not even a single solitary time. I mean, you can't make it up. Um, anyway, I want to go to Chuck Schumer announcing that they have ex- reached this deal to extend the, the debt ceiling through early December. I have some good news. We've reached an agreement on an extension of the debt ceiling through early September, and it's our hope that we can get this done uh, today. Uh, early, what did I say? Oh, Jesus. September's passed already. Let me revise my statement. Madam President, uh, we have reached agreement on a, an, a we have reached agreement to extend the debt ceiling through early December, and it's our hope that we can get this done as soon as today. So we've been discussing all day about this debt ceiling deniers, debt ceiling deniers. Well, what about the debt deniers? Now, what's so frustrating in all of this, you know, is, you know, we, we went through what's happening with the economy. We went through the average cost increase because of inflation. You know, now we've got a new talking point, debt ceiling deniers. How about the debt deniers? Because the amount of money, and this is the truth about what the Democrat strategy is. They want the $3.5 trillion on top of all the other monies we've already spent. Some of it necessary, obviously, because of COVID. And now they want all of this money. And it's all about human infrastructure, which really is New Green Deal socialism. And that's what it's always been about. And they don't talk about the debt that we're incurring and we'll be passing on to our children and our grandchildren and and everybody in between. You know, Jen Psaki was asked yesterday about, you know, is the climate crisis more important than the skyrocketing gas prices? Some some pump prices out in California now topping five bucks a gallon. And her answer is, well, I can tell you that, you know, we've got to address the uh, the climate crisis. It's um, one of the greatest national security crises the president sees. Anyway, so the question here isn't really about the Democrats. We know where they stand. The question is, why would Mitch McConnell ever agree to this deal with Chuck Schumer? Because there's no good reason that I can think of that he would do it. Now, two senators have joined uh, together to fight back against this. They're both with me now. Senator Ted Cruz, great state of Texas. Lindsey Graham, the great state of South Carolina. Uh, they've joined forces here. Now, Mitch McConnell would need 10 votes to make this happen. And, and in other words, you need 10 Republicans to get go along to raise the debt ceiling. Uh, Senator Graham, why would one Republican ever lift a finger? How do they call themselves a conservative and and back this insanity? Because this is all to spend this money that we know is going to be wasted. Well, thanks for having me. Um, well, number one, for two months... Everybody on the Republican side has been saying, if you're going to spend the money through reconciliation, the three and a half, which is actually $5 trillion of new spending, you need to use that process to raise the debt limit. I don't want any Republican fingerprints on raising the debt limit, which is required to spend all this new money. The road to socialism goes through the debt, the debt limit issue. So why would any Republican want to empower the Democrats to make it easier to spend three and a half to five trillion dollars on a bunch of garbage. The debt limit uh, it has to be raised. So here's what Ted and I and others have said, and including Mitch. Uh, let them do it by themselves because they're spending all the money by themselves. And all of a sudden, in the 11th hour, 
because we're worried about a couple of Democrats wanting to change the filibuster, carve out for the debt ceiling, that the integrity of the Senate's at stake, we fold it. So I'm not going to have my fingerprints on helping them raise the debt ceiling to lead to this country to socialism. I don't know if you can get 10 votes or not, but we had a plan, and we folded like a cheap suit here in the 11th hour. Well, with all due respect, you did not fold, Senator. Mitch McConnell's folding. Well, uh, And now the question is, can he convince nine of your colleagues to fold with him? I don't know. know, I don't know what Ted thinks about it, but here's what I would tell my colleagues. If you do this now, you're going to pay later. Looking weak in the face of of any opposition anywhere is a bad thing. So come December, what the hell are we going to do? We fold now. Schumer thinks we're not going to follow through uh, on making them raise the debt ceiling. See, they're wanting us to empower their agenda by threatening to change the rules of the Senate. I'm tired of being threatened. I'm tired of being extorted. If you want to change the rules of the Senate, change them. I'm not going to plan my life around trying to appease people who threaten to change the rules of the Senate. I'm not going to empower a uh, socialist agenda, try to save the Senate. I'm just not going to do that. Senator Cruz, now, just to be clear, Democrats have the ability to raise the debt ceiling all on their own. They can use the reconciliation process. And I think Lindsay's right. I think there's this this never ending threat and it, it seems to paralyze Republicans of, quote, they'll use the nuclear option if they have to to get this done. Um, I don't think Republicans ought to give in to that threat because that threat will be never ending. I, I think that's exactly right. Uh, th- this is a lousy deal. Uh, it, it's a mistake. For, for two months, we had Republicans unified. We had everyone together saying exactly the same thing, which is that we are not going to participate in any way, shape, or form in raising the debt ceiling, that if the Democrats want to try to ram through reckless and irresponsible trillions of dollars in new spending and trillions of dollars in new taxes, then they need to take responsibility and vote themselves to raise the debt ceiling. And as you said, Sean, they had the, have the full power to do so under reconciliation. They can do so. Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden, they could have raised the debt ceiling three months ago. They could have raised it two months ago. They could have raised it a month ago. They could have raised it yesterday, and they could have done it with only Democrats. And so for, for two months, Republicans have made that clear. We were unified. We were strong. It was a principled position. We were headed towards a complete and total surrender from Chuck Schumer. Then yesterday, our, our leadership uh, got cold feet. Uh, they, they, they got weak need because they were afraid that that mansion and cinema would agree to nuke the filibuster and which is what has been threatened over and over and over again on every big battle we have this year they threaten if you don't give in to us we'll nuke the filibuster and suddenly all of the republicans who'd been saying we're not going to do it we're not going to do it have now surrendered to schumer and said oh yeah we're going to do it Schumer is out there crowing and doing a victory dance. Elizabeth Warren is out there crowing and doing a victory dance. They're saying the Republicans have completely surrendered to us. And the sad thing is they're right. This was foolish, and we took what was a victory, what was an issue. We were winning. We had the Democrats on defense. We were united. And because yesterday Republican leadership blinked and gave in, We've now divided Republicans and created a mess and handed Schumer a victory. I, th- I think it was a but, really but, foolish decision. As far as I know, this is not a done deal. In other words, for Mitch McConnell to make this happen, he needs nine other Republicans. Senator Cruz, is that not correct? Are there nine other Republicans? 
because you're right. You were all united and you all said you want to raise the debt ceiling to spend this ridiculous, these ridiculous amounts of money. You do it on your own. Republicans stayed united till the final hour. You talk about the leadership caving. All I see is Mitch McConnell caving. Is Roy Blunt going to vote for this? John Thune going to vote for this? Who's going to vote? Who's going to go along with McConnell in this cave? Well, they have another strategy they're trying to push, which, which actually, Sean, you and I talked about on your show last night, which is I just came from the Republican lunch. When, when we're in session, we have lunch together every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And the entire lunch consisted of virtually every Republican there trying to beat the crap out of the few holdouts and trying to convince everyone to unanimously consent to lower the threshold for, for Schumer to raise the debt ceiling from 60 votes to 50 votes so that no Republican would have to vote for it just as soon as we all unanimously consented to make it easier for him to do that. Now, Mitch McConnell knows damn well I'm going to object to that. I've told him that for months. I've said it publicly. I've said it privately. I, I, I've said it in every language I know. The answer is no. I'm not going to consent to make it easier for Chuck Schumer and the Democrats to add trillions in debt. They're nonetheless trying to pound the conference into doing that. It's not going to succeed because I'm going to object. Others have said they're going to object as well. And so then... Step number two is they're going to try to find 10 Republican votes to move this forward. The better path would have been for us to stay united, would have been for us to continue to hold the line that we all were on the day before yesterday uh, and, and not, not give in. But wait a minute. But why can't terrorism. they why can't you do that now? Why can't? Why can't everybody in the Republican caucus come together and say we're going to stick together we were right the first time. We buckled a little yesterday, and now say no deal. We don't agree. Do it we on your own. Absolutely could, and we should. That's what we should do. That's what we should have done yesterday. It's what we should do today. I don't know if the conference is going to do it or not, but that is absolutely what we should do. All right, quick break. More with Senators Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham on the other side. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, if you want to be a part of the program. As we continue, the cave of Mitch McConnell, can it be stopped? By the way, that number in the Senate, 202-224-3121. Mitch uh, McConnell, tell him to please not go along with this. Anyway, Senator Ted Cruz and Lindsey Graham are not supporting it. So let me go through. Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, Lisa Murkowski, I don't know, Senator Portman, because he's friends with Mitch McConnell. Uh, who Who else do they have there? Lindsey Graham. Well, they got people going to retire, and and listen, so let's just Richard Burr. Okay, so that's yeah, six. That, okay, whether they get the ten, I don't know. Let's say they fall short. What would happen? Here's what would happen: the Democratic Party owns this issue. They want to spend three and a half to five trillion dollars of new money. They can't do it without raising the debt ceiling. As Ted said, there's a process to do it called reconciliation. I'm willing to waive the three-day requirement to consider the bill in the budget committee. I just want them to go to the floor without any Republican fingerprints, use a reconciliation process where they have to pick a number. They just can't say a date certain. 
and own the idea they're going to raise the debt to spend a bunch of money to make us a socialist nation. Now, that's not an unreasonable position. If you're going to use reconciliation to deal the entire Republican Party out of three and a half to five trillion dollars of spending, then you ought to be able to raise the debt ceiling through reconciliation on your own. I'm insisting that you do because I want to make it harder, not easier, to spend three to half three and a half to five trillion dollars. And the reason they're not doing this is they know politically reconciliation to raise the debt ceiling is worse for them. I can right, understand why they don't this. want to do it, Sean, but I don't understand why we would let them get away with it. What can this audience do? We've got about ninety seconds left. What can this audience do to stop this Call case? your senator and say, don't be one of the 10. <laughs> 202-224-3121 is the main line. Senator Cruz, what can this audience do to stop the cave? Listen, encourage Republicans to stand and hold the line. We were all standing together two days ago. And, and the biggest problem with what's happening right now is no Democrat is going to believe Republican leadership the next time we stand on something. They're going to say – Schumer's going to say to the, to the Democrats, don't worry. They'll cave. They'll surrender. They always surrender. All we need to do is get our friends in the media to say mean things about them, and all the Republicans will cave. And, and, and we have destroyed credibility because our leadership is giving in. And and every time when you say leadership, is it McConnell or is yes. it McConnell and others? Uh, it, it's the entire leadership team as part of it. But Mitch is Mitch is the leader. He's the elected leader. And the, the problem is the Democrats threaten every time we'll nuke the filibuster. And, and if we end up surrendering every time they threaten to nuke the filibuster, then it's effectively the same thing. We're, we're giving in and, and letting them run roughshod. I, I, I will say this. Joe Manchin has been saying to the press over and over again, as recently as today, he wasn't going to nuke the filibuster. And if he wasn't going to nuke the filibuster, then Chuck Schumer was on the verge of collapsing and surrendering when we rushed in to save him and turn his defeat into victory. That doesn't make any sense. Well, I'll tell you what it tells me is if this is Mitch McConnell and he doesn't reverse course, it's time for a new leader in the Senate. It's just that simple. Because there's no conservative. You can't say you're you believe in smaller government, limited government, and you're a conservative and support this. And now he's facilitating this this monstrosity when we we literally were winning on the merits standing together. It's unbelievable. What Anyway, well, we're going to have you both on TV tonight. Uh, Senator Ted Cruz, Senator Lindsey Graham. And hopefully we'll know more by tonight. If you want to call your senator, I always ask you to be respectful. 202-224-3121. You might want to call Mitch McConnell's office first. Then call your senator and say, don't be one of the ten. All right. I really appreciate both of you, what you're doing, and coming on the program and explaining it. We appreciate it. Thanks, Sean. Thanks. All right. 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program? Quick break. Right back. Uh, we'll continue. Quick break. Right back.
Get your dose of independence and liberty every weekday right here on the Sean Hannity Show. All right, 25 now till the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. We've gotten into great specificity and great detail about the attorney uh, general. And now we're politicizing the Department of Justice. And what Merrick Garland has done here is unleash the FBI against moms and dads. I mean, it's insane. In other words, their efforts that they're ramping up to criminalize political dissent. There are parents that are absolutely angry, apoplectic. Uh, You know, they don't want critical race theory and indoctrination in schools. They actually would prefer that their kids learn to read, write, do math, learn science, and maybe computers. And, And there's not, you know, there's not many school districts in blue states and blue cities that are doing a particularly good job of educating our sk- our kids, even though we're spending more per capita than most uh, industrialized nations. They may not like to hear it, but there are parents that have different views on issues like CRT and COVID mandates. I'm sorry, you know, it's not groupthink like they have in the Democratic Party and, and radical leftists at all. Now we've got Garland compromised as his family is making money off of CRT and and CRT educational programs. Uh, How do we not have a special investigation into that? Anyway, Jen Psaki, she was defending the teachers unions, referring parents, referring to parents as domestic terrorists. Listen. A week ago, the National School Boards Association wrote to the president to say that their teachers feel like some parents protesting recently could be the equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism. And then the attorney general put the FBI on the case. So does the administration agree that parents upset about their kids' curriculums could be considered domestic terrorists? Well, let me unravel this a little bit because the National School Board Association is not a part of the U.S. government. I'd point you to them. What the Department of Justice said in a letter from the attorney general is that, quote, threats against public servants are not only illegal, they run counter to our nation's core values. That is true. These were threats against public servants, threats against uh, members of the school board. Uh, Regardless of the reasoning, uh, threats and violence against public servants is illegal. That's what he was conveying from the Department of Justice. Their top priority. And then Jen Psaki refused to say if the White House, in fact, believes parents opposed to critical race theory are terrorists. Um, Jim Banks was the first to point out, and we mentioned this yesterday, that Merrick Garland's son-in-law is the co-founder of what's called Panorama Education, a big data firm that has made millions selling CRT curriculum to school districts all across the country. So the AG and their war on domestic uh, terrorist moms and dads that speak up at school board meetings. Yeah, his family's making a fortune uh, a fortune over this. You know, a pretty stunning exchange between the DOJ civil rights attorney, Kristen Clark, apparently didn't realize that teaching CRT in schools and businesses actually may be in violation, direct violation of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, Title VI, uh, which applies to all people. Now, you can look at it and and judge for yourself, but I thought that was an interesting argument that was made yesterday. Uh, contrary to false claims circulating online, the National School Board Association did not ask Joe Biden to label protesting parents domestic terrorists. 
Okay. That's, I guess we'll take their word for it on all of this. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN is our number if you want to be a part of the uh, program. Doug is in Los Angeles. Doug, you're on the Sean Hannity Show, KEIB, the home of In-N-Out Burger. What's going on? Um, well, Sean, one, thank you for, for having me on your show. I wanted to challenge the prevailing wisdom that there is a civil war in the Democrats between progressives and moderates. I don't think 48 to 2 in the Senate for a $3.5 billion reconciliation bill is a civil war. It's 48 progressives and two holdouts. So what I'd like to ask for anybody who's, who's saying that there is a civil war between moderates and progressives, name the moderates and tell me what they are doing and how they are voting that makes them qualify as a moderate. I've never used the word moderate. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about socialist, but degrees of socialism. You have the, the very radical New Green Deal socialists where there's no compromise and and they want to bankrupt the country. And they're they're willing. They want this cradle to grave womb to the tomb society, mild, minor disagreements. You know, instead of three trillion dollars, you know, Joe Manchin vacillates between one point five and two point two trillion. It's still money we can't afford to spend. So I'm not really disagreeing. Right. I'm the, look, the Democratic okay. Party so of Scoop you, Jackson and, and Joe Lieberman's dead and gone. That doesn't exist anymore. Well, and that's my point. I, I, just listening to TV primarily, you know, um, Fox, um, they keep talking about a civil war that I don't think exists. I think it's between the progressives and the far progressives. And I think Republicans need to respond in kind and if there are any moderates, they need to try to get them to switch parties, because I don't think there is a Democratic Party for Joe Manchin. Um, no, I mean, I think Joe Manchin, you know, he, he look, Joe Manchin in the end, I think, will end up going along with a mess. Look, this this gets to the whole issue of the threat. Democrats can use the reconciliation process to raise the debt ceiling. The only reason they want to raise the debt ceiling, in spite of their talking point, it's only to pay off older bills. No, they want the money available so that they can spend the $3.5 trillion for the new Green Deal socialism. And that's why Republicans, if you're a Republican and you're a conservative and you believe in limited government and you're against socialism, then you shouldn't assist them, aid them, abet them in any way, shape, manner, or form and helping them accomplish their goal. And that's where Mitch McConnell, to me, is insane to you know go into an agreement with Chuck Schumer. And, and even if it's a short-time increase in the debt ceiling, we, we ought not do it. The Democrats have control. We know what their motives are. To give them more time to, to, to you know, posture and push this and ram this down America's throat, um, I, I don't think is productive. And if if this is where Mitch McConnell's headed and he doesn't want to stand on conservative principles of limited government, then it's time for new leadership. It's that simple. Okay. Well, I fully agree with you, Sean. And I just want to also say that the more I hear about Attorney General Garland, the happier I am that he's not on the Supreme Court. Boy, true, right? And I'm a political independent. Yep. This, yeah. is just, this is just disgraceful what's going on. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN, our number, Steve Colorado, next Sean Hannity Show. What's up, Steve? How are you? Glad you called. Uh, very good, sir. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Hey, uh, I just want to, I was curious, I'll throw this out there. Uh, 
you know, what's going on with the leadership within the, uh, the Republican Party, you know, with Mitch McConnell? You know, he caved for the uh, Democrats today. Uh, you know, what, what's going on here? I have no idea. Why don't you call his office? I'd urge you to be polite. 202-224-3121 and tell Mitch McConnell to stand on conservative principles and stop making backroom deals with Chuck Schumer. Absolutely. And, you know, look, he's going to have to get, you know, they they need 10 Republicans. Um, I can count probably five, maybe six. I don't think they're going to get to 10. I hope they won't get to 10. That's why we had Ted Cruz and and Lindsey Graham on the program, because they're both standing together to, to fight Mitch McConnell. They shouldn't have to fight Mitch McConnell on an issue. You know, the Democrats, they're, they're fully capable of handling this themselves. Let them own it. And the idea that every time uh, they start talking about, well, we're going to have to use the nuclear option, well, then use it. Don't be held hostage by the words of the Democratic Party, nor should you be assisting them in systematically destroying the greatest wealth-producing economy in the entire world. That would be one based on liberty, freedom, capitalism, and our Constitution. Yeah, absolutely right, Sean. And, you know, what the Republicans do here, do they just, they just let the Democrats push it through? And then let, you know, let it fail eventually, because we all know it's going to fail, Sean. Listen, chapter four, live free or die, America and the world on the brink. Socialism, it's history of failure. You have false promises of of, of false security that they're offering. Everything's going to be taken care of. We're going to handle everything. We're going to take it from these evil rich people and we're going to redistribute the wealth. Well, those promises never get fulfilled. We always, every country, whatever manifestation it takes on, the people get poor, and then we lose freedom in the name of false security. That's how that story ends. And it's only a matter of a degree and how much freedom you give up in the name of the government taking care of you. The same government that promised you'd keep your doctor plan and would save money. The same government that said they wouldn't squander the Social Security lockbox money, well, they squandered it. It's now headed towards insolvency. The same government that gave you crappy schools and they spend a fortune for bad results and they've institutionalized failure. And the same government that can't keep basic, simple law and order. Why would we believe these other new promises? Because they're not going to be able to fulfill them. This is guaranteed to fail. And Republicans need to stay united and have a backbone, and have a spine, and stand on principle, and let the chips fall where they will. And that's what, and by the way, this is what created Donald Trump in the first place. Want to know, you know, Democrats help create Donald Trump, but Republicans help create Donald Trump. Because Americans were sick and tired of their wishy-washy, you know, you know, never-ending, phony promises, all talk, no action, swamp politics. You know, 65 show votes to to repeal and replace Obamacare. Donald Trump gets elected. Now you've got the votes and now you can't get the job done because they didn't even have a plan ready eight years later. It's ridiculous. You know, and that's where Mitch McConnell wants to take the party back to. No, thank you. If he's not up to the job, if he doesn't have the stomach to fight, then let's get somebody in there that will. It's really that simple. All right, quick break. Right back to your phone calls. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, At the top of the hour, we're going to get an update 
The border situation out in Arizona is getting worse. We'll also get a, a legal uh, opinion from the attorney general of Arizona on Merrick Garland and the FBI and and this whole narrative that parents are domestic terrorists if they speak up at school board meetings. That and your calls next hour, 800-941-SEAN. When fake news gives you lies, Hannity supplies the truth. Sean Hannity is on right now. Our busy phones. Sylvia, Texas, next, Sean Hannity Show. Hey, Sean, I want to address the Loudoun County issue uh, with the parents. It's a bedroom community of D.C. At least 75% of the people that live there either work for the federal government or they're a government contractor. Given that, they, a very high percentage hold security clearances. If these people are labeled as domestic terrorists, they're going to lose their job. And you need to look at this as a much larger picture because it's a way to purge conservative thought from the federal government. Look, if somebody makes a threat, if any individual makes a threat, you're not allowed to threaten people. All right. So that but but if parents are passionate about what's being taught to their children, or they're passionate about COVID restrictions that are being put on their children, um, they have every right to speak out because they pay the salaries of every teacher in every school district and and the, the, the salaries of people on these school boards. Now, I'd recommend that you, you, you be a responsible citizen. Don't threaten people. But your voice, you have a right to a lot for your voice to be heard. And in most instances, the majority of instances, yeah, people have spoken out loudly and they've spoken out proudly. I thought it's I guess it's OK if you do it to Kristen Cinema in a bathroom stall, but you can't. And Joe Manchin on his houseboat, but you can't do it at what, at a school board meeting? And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Right. Parents are just going to abandon the public schools. You're going to watch. A transformation. This is where a Cellus uh, homeschool learning is going to grow and grow and grow, I think, over the years. Because parents have had it. They, they're going to find alternative ways to give their kids an education. And I think that it's going to be prompted because of the indoctrination that now takes place in schools. And, and, and basically, the school system that is such a failure has been propped up because of the unholy alliance with Democrats and the teachers' unions that donate millions and millions of dollars every election cycle to their campaigns it's all the whole system the stench of it goes to high heaven it's corrupt it is a quid pro quo it's broken it needs to be fixed anyway appreciate the call 